1: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 413 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today. Wherever you get your podcasts. And today, very special treat for you guys. Going to be joined in just a second by Mr. Jared Ellis from Locked On, Carolina Hurricanes. Always a good time recording these crossover episodes with Jared. And we just figured that this was as good a time as any to uh, link back up, do a crossover episode. Especially when you consider the fact that about... Half the Hurricanes roster is now made up of former New York Ranger players. So we talk about them quite a bit. We also talk about the NHL going back to an 82-game regular season, and we get into the Jack Eichel sweepstakes as well. This is going to be just part one of a two-part conversation with Mr. Jared Ellis of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes. Enjoy. So welcome back, everybody. we got a special crossover edition for you guys today. This is John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers, joined by Jared Ellis of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes. Jared, how are we doing today, buddy? Tired,
0: but I'm doing good.
1: Well, that's good to hear, man. I know you guys have had a little bit of a rocky offseason, shall we call it. So, I mean, I'll kind of just give you the floor here because I know that the Canes have done a lot of, uh, shall we call it, polarizing moves this offseason. I mean, what are your general thoughts with, uh, you know, some of the moves that the Canes have made here?
0: Oh, it's... Part of it is a mixed bag. Um, but then... Part of it is also an absolute dumpster fire of a move. Um, you know, you look at some of the really bad moves. Um, trading Alex and Delkovich was a very stupid decision um, because you just kind of threw away your future there. Uh, I get there wanting a veteran goaltender or whatever, and that's completely fine and understandable because uh, Ned, yeah, that was. Yeah, you know, he's just coming off his rookie season. So I understand wanting a veteran presence, and that, that's completely fine, whether he's stuck with Peter or not. Uh, but to get rid of both Peter and Ned for Frederick Anderson and Auntie Ranta, not a good look. Uh, I think if you went with just one of those guys, Ranta or Anderson, and kept Ned or Mrazek, I think you're a little bit better off. Um, but both those guys being on the wrong side of 30 uh, and very injury prone and Anderson, uh, especially being on a very bad downward slide these past uh, couple years. I don't like that. Um, so goaltending is going to be a very interesting uh, thing to watch this year. Uh, letting Dougie Hamilton go in free agency. Oh man, that was uh, part of is like, I get it just, because of you weren't able to match what New Jersey offered him. okay I get it but it's also like you couldn't work out a shorter deal uh, you know to get through this these next couple seasons or so with the flat cap or give him a nice payday but it's structured in a way to where you're gonna be all right in this flat cap. Uh, time period. Uh, And then in uh, the next couple years, uh, after that, you know, his salary goes up when the salary cap goes back to normal. You know, there's that. Um, And of course, the big one that everyone has been talking about that really kind of, frankly, overshadowed a lot of the rest of the signings league-wide uh, was the signing of one Tony D'Angelo. Uh, I've talked about this to death on Locked on Hurricanes. I've about it on Locked on NHL as well. It's, it's very frustrating to put it uh, PG. Um, yeah. <laughs> and because this is... A guy that's on his what sixth or seventh chance in the uh, in his career at this point, uh, the Hurricanes, you know, really put their reputation on the line. It's already taken a hit with bringing in a person with the history that he has. You know, racist comments, homophobic comments, abusing officials and teammates, threatening fans. You know, his uh, let's say questionable. Stuff he has followed on social media, it like it's it's very frustrating to for the Hurricanes to have really given their fans the middle finger uh, and essentially tell them, you know, that what they that they don't matter, especially their fans of color and of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, you can obviously dive into Twitter on that. I think Sarah Sivian said it best in her article you know, with The Athletic. If you haven't read that, I do encourage you to go read it. I, uh, but, you know, she essentially said that the Hurricanes, you know, they don't care what you think or feel about what they're going to do. They're going to do it anyway. And that the hockey is for everyone thing is just that brand is exactly that just a well curated brand and the team is going to do what they want to do. It doesn't matter what you think. And that's the Hurricanes, the Rangers, every other team in the NHL and across professional sports. Um, So it's very frustrating. Um, With D'Angelo, I'm at a point where I'll believe it when I see it, when it comes to him changing. Right. Whereas I do, I do believe people can change with time and maturity, but like I said a second ago, he's on like his seventh chance. He has yet to show that he is capable of change. Um, so I'll believe it when I see it. And that's not like a thing the team posts or whatever, you know, like a PR opportunity of taking pictures and videos like, oh, yeah, he's helping the community and whatnot. No, like I want to see a fan seeing him out in public at the soup kitchen at, or somewhere like that, helping the community, volunteering, right. you know, with, you know, again, LGBTQ plus people, people of colors, and stuff like that. I want to see him out there and a fan snaps a picture. Like then I will buy it. Like, okay, maybe this guy is really trying to change. But until I see something like that,
1: I, I'm not going to believe it. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Stat Hero. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero it's the first ever daily. Fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, stathero.com slash locked on. No, that makes sense to me, and I'll definitely weigh in on D'Angelo and kind of uh, offer you uh, you know, a little bit on his background. I mean, I think it's pretty well-documented at this point, but obviously he spent a couple of seasons here with the Rangers. Uh, But I want to back up for just a second to the Najelkovich situation, because I remember Jared, you know, we did a crossover episode probably about a year ago. It might've been uh, before the uh, Rangers Canes playoff series that uh, did not go very well for my team. But uh, you know, Hmm. I remember even at that time, you know, Najelkovich had yet to make his NHL debut and you were really high on him. I mean, you really liked him. You felt that this guy is going to be like the goalie of the future for your team. And then, you know, he has since obviously made his debut and he looks as advertised. I mean, he looks like one of the absolute best young goalies in hockey. And for them to basically just give him away, I mean, you know, sometimes your team can make a trade and you don't necessarily agree with it, but you can kind of see where they're coming from. Is there making any sense out of that? Is there any way to kind of get inside their heads and say, okay, this is why the Hurricanes traded to Because I've been just completely baffled by that, that whole trade that they struck this off season.
0: I have been as well, I. From what I've heard, I mean, I'm obviously not in on those conversations and whatnot, Uh, there were some some concerns they had with him um, as far as mistakes that he had made, which is kind of few and far between in my opinion, but they are literal trained professionals. They know the stuff better than you and I um, and what they're looking for. For me personally, I saw like some – Putt control issues and rebound control, uh, and then you know him getting scored on early was kind of something I noticed a little bit of a trend that if you're gonna score on him, score on him early. Okay. Uh, like I noticed that, um, and then it was a very small sample size from what he played. It was like half of the season uh, plus playoffs. Um, but in that sample size, it, he was phenomenal. Uh, he was a Calder Trophy finalist. Uh, he led all goalies um, that played 20 or more games in save percentage and goals against the average more than the guy that won the Vesna, uh, Mark Andre Fleury. He was ahead of him, uh, as well as the other finalists for the Vesna. Um, so he had a lot of talent there. Um, but from my understanding, he his asking price was like three and a half million AAV don't know his exact term he wanted, uh, but from what I've gathered, it was probably like two to three years. The Hurricanes were offering that same term, but at one and a half AAV, one and a half million, which was okay. an extreme low ball. Um, they saw him as a backup. He saw himself as a starter, um, and obviously a deal wasn't able to be met. Uh, which happens in sports uh, regardless of the sport itself. So I get that. um, But the fact that, you know, when he went to Detroit, he took less money. Like he signed two years, three million. So he could have, you probably could have signed him for less because I said um, my predictions was literally the contract he wanted two to three years, three to 3.5 million Uh, is, It was a short-term deal. You're not going to be out a lot of money if things don't pan out. And if things really don't pan out, it's an easy contract to move. Um, So I don't get it. Uh, You know, you just kind of really seemingly threw your future away. Um, Yeah. we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, it's one of those things where maybe there's like one more like, you know, factor here that we're not even aware of yet. And maybe – you know, somewhere down the road, we'll find out that you know he didn't get along yeah. with the coach or whatever it might be. You know, I mean, who who knows what goes yeah. on behind the scenes? I know, you know he
0: he got along with everyone in the organization. That wasn't okay. a thing there. I do I do remember seeing that his fiance does live up in that Michigan Detroit area, um, so that could have played a factor in him taking less money there because he would have. He's there with his fiance now. They're not having to do long distance. Uh, so I do think that played a factor in the contract with Detroit, but he did say whenever he found out he got traded, he was pretty shocked uh, because he wanted to be here and he wanted to put his roots for his family down here in North Carolina. So it's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what comes out later on down the road if anything
1: yeah for sure and uh getting back to d'angelo here i know we were talking about him for a little while and i think you pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything you said and he, we were even interacting a little bit on twitter um you know as far as like second chances you know the the tony d'angelo apologist will say well hey you know second chance it's like dude this is not his second chance we're on about his yeah. sixth seventh eighth chance somewhere in there and to your point you know let's see him uh you know out and involved in the community and you know trying to make good and, and trying to correct his mistakes. Let's see, like you said, a fan capture that in action rather than, you know, somebody who works for the Hurricanes. Um, yeah. The one thing, because obviously, you know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on Tony D'Angelo getting another opportunity here and going to the Hurricanes. One thing that I will say in his extremely slight defense is that there is a narrative out there that, you know, D'Angelo, whether it's with the Rangers or whether it's with the Coyotes or wherever he's played hockey before the NHL, uh, there, there seems to be this narrative that, you know, he is universally just despised by his teammates. And I will say uh, that is not true. I know for sure that, I mean, it it sounds like he definitely was not one of the more uh, loved, universally beloved players in the Ranger locker room, but he definitely did have his friends. You know, Uh, Ryan Strome was a friend of his and Mark Stahl when he was there. The two of them were uh, defense partners for a while. So there are certain people that do seem to like him as a teammate. That, that's probably about the nicest thing I can say about him at this point. And I think uh, mm-hmm. as, kind of, as kind of a silver lining here. I mean, I would think, you know, despite him obviously having question marks regarding his character, he's got to be aware at this point that he very well could be on his last chance. And so if there's any way that he's going to behave himself, maybe this is the situation where it's like, okay, I really cannot screw this up. I need to keep my head on rice. So that's about as positive of a picture as I can paint when it comes to Tony D'Angelo for you there, Jared.
0: Yeah. It's definitely very frustrating with him because like I said, the hurricanes reputation has took a massive hit already. Um, yeah. There have been so many people cancel their season tickets and wow. just not uh essentially just not going to support the team this season at all. Um, And I don't blame them. If it wasn't my job, I probably wouldn't either. Uh, Because this, you know, the guy just kind of goes against everything I stand for in the Hurricanes. Again, like I said, it's just a slap in the face and a middle finger to their fans. Uh, And I don't, I don't like it because, you know, again, yeah, his character is, Crap again, that's putting it PG for the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll keep it PG, and he's he's also not the biggest difference maker on the ice either. You know, he's not Dougie Hamilton. Uh, well, I, th-
1: I was actually going to ask you that. I, I yeah, sorry to interrupt, but I was going to ask you, like, I mean, Dougie Hamilton, obviously, you know, great two way defenseman, and he's on his way to the Devils now. Um, but he obviously brings a lot of offense. Do you think that that was part of the idea of signing D'Angelo? Like, well, we can't afford to re-sign Hamilton, so let's get ourselves another uh, cheap offensive defenseman, and that's why they think Tony is a fit. I mean, I'm just trying to connect the dots here a little bit. I, is that the idea?
0: Maybe that could have been yeah. their thought process, um, but I still feel, yeah. if that was the case, I, you're still in need of a good top six winger. Um, yep. Why didn't you just get that and get someone to help bolster your blue line? Um, because of all the turnover you've had on this, that this off season, Dougie aside, um, you could have gotten a, a really good scoring winger or two uh, to help out with that. Like, there are options they could have took without signing Tony D'Angelo. And then uh, one of the biggest just WTF moments was the same day they, tra- they signed D'Angelo uh, they traded for Ethan bear. Uh, right. From I saw that too. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: not and
0: good. yeah, like, you know, bear said in a zoom call, you know, he's not going to judge a book by cover and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's all well and good. He may feel that, but what do you expect him to say? Yeah. Is, I mean, you really, do you so, expect yeah. him to say, no, I don't like this. Like, no, you, he's not going to say that. Um, Because, you know, he's new to the team. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to say that. Um, It's just like with all the other guys, you know. Yeah, there may be some guys on the team that are okay with it. You know, I doubt we'll know who that is truly. I mean, there will be rumors. But, you know, just install and uh, supposedly being okay with it. Um, I frankly kind of find that hard to believe. Um, especially with Jacob slaving and his daughter, uh, I really find that hard to believe. Uh, but you know, we'll see. Um, I do think that uh, the, on a positive note, the Hurricanes re-signing Jordan Martinook was yep. a big, big win for this off-season because um, you know he he he's really a big part of that locker room um, and what keeps it held together. And he, like I say, he's going to have his work cut out for him, along with Jordan Stahl and Jacob Slavin, Spash and Aho. Those guys are going to have their work cut out for him this year. And yeah. it, Marty, you know, he took a pay cut to stay here. Uh, he took like a 10% pay cut uh, to stay. He said in the uh, final um, interview of the season, right after they got eliminated from the playoffs that he wants to be here. uh, He's been a part of this rebuild uh, since the beginning. He's seen all the success that the team has had and he wants to see it through. He wants to win a championship. uh, And this is his home. He's had both of his kids here in that interview that I just mentioned. He literally still had his hospital visitor tag or sticker on his shirt. Like he wants to be here. And, and, that feels really good. Um, with all the negative stuff that's happened this off season, you still have that vital piece of your team want to be here. Even if he isn't the guy that's gonna score fifty goals or anything like that, yeah, you know, he's a fourth line grinder. Uh, but he brings a lot to this team, uh, and that's great.
1: Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by. Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, for sure. I, I remember, uh, you know, kind of coming into this off season here and I'm, you know, on my show, I'm kind of previewing free agency and, you know, we all kind of knew that the Rangers were going to be on this crusade to get bigger and tougher and stronger and all that good stuff. And Martin Nick was one of the people that I brought up. I mean, just a hard-nosed, old-school player and I think that was a great re-signing and obviously you guys got him uh back relatively inexpensively, but you know, anytime we do these uh these crossovers, Jared, no matter who it's with, I always got to check in on my former Rangers here. So you know, you guys have had Jesper Foss for the past season and Brady Shea for, I believe, a season and a half now. So, I mean, how did those guys do this past season? Are, are you glad they're there? if they fit in pretty well with the Canes?
0: Yeah, I'm glad they're here. Uh, I think Brady Shea especially, um, you know, he both guys have had their ups and downs um, for sure. Uh, Jesper Foss was kind of here and there last year. Uh, I think both guys are going to get – more opportunities this season, especially Brady Shea, uh, with Dougie Hamilton being gone. I really think he's going to get more of an opportunity to shine. Um, and he did look really good in the playoffs for the most part. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. I imagine Foss is also going to try to step up his game this year with Dougie being out, uh, and that offense, offensive production, not being there. Um, anymore. So I, I'm excited to see what both guys are going to do this season for sure.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. And, you know, it really is crazy. I mean, I swear there's about six former Rangers now on the Carolina Hurricanes. I've got the list written down in front of me here, but, uh, you know, I, I guess we could just run through it real quick here, man. But, uh, you know, Derek Stepan, Brennan Smith, and uh, Antti Ranta are the ones we haven't really talked about yet. I mean, we touched on Antti Ranta for a second there, but uh, any thoughts on any of those guys or any questions about any of those guys, I can fill you in because they were all uh With the Rangers, at least for uh you know some time
0: um onsi you know kind of familiar with him, I've uh, having watched him in Arizona uh like I feel with him if he can stay healthy yes we're we're fine, it's his injuries that worry me because when he's healthy, he's really good, it's just he's made a blast, <laughs> so yeah, yeah uh that's my issue with him, and really my only issue with him um. Because he's like 32, so like he's you know he's same age as James Primer. so yeah, you could still probably get you know a couple years out of him. Again, it's just that injuries with him. Same with Frederick Anderson. It's just the injuries that worry. Um, Derek Stepan, I'm not super familiar with him, so I will need your expertise on that one, sir. All
1: right, that works for me, man. I mean, basically, uh, Stepan was with the Rangers for. I want to say seven seasons. You know, I went back and looked at it the other day, kind of getting ready for this. I believe it was seven seasons, which surprised me. I mean, I knew he was on the Rangers for some time, but uh, man, getting close to a decade there, pretty crazy. Uh, he, his biggest claim to fame, so to speak, I don't know if you remember this, this playoff series, Jared, but uh, in 2015, in the second round, you had Rangers Capitals and uh, game seven went into overtime and a rebound, I believe it was Girardi who took the shot from the blue line. Hope he makes a save and Stepan just buries the rebound. Everybody goes crazy, especially me. And uh, the Rangers are on their way to the conference finals. So uh, that was kind of his signature moment, his signature goal as a New York Ranger. But then uh, we had the expansion draft coming up that uh, involved the Vegas Golden Knights. And so the Rangers were kind of forced to make a trade. They actually traded both Stepan and Ranta to the Coyotes uh, with Ranta mainly because they were afraid of losing him in the expansion draft, which they almost certainly would have. So they made that trade, and in mm-hmm. return for that, they, they actually got Tony D'Angelo. Well, I'm realizing now, like, all these players are on the Hurricanes now. That's crazy. But uh, they, got yeah. D'Angelo, they got D'Angelo in a first-round pick. But uh, Stepan, yeah, I mean, really, really consistent player for the Rangers. Somebody you could always just kind of pencil into the second line and really not give it much of a second thought. He was going to go out there. He was going to be productive. He seemed to always have good chemistry with his wingers, no matter who they were. And he was always good for somewhere between, you know, 50, 55 points per season, somewhere in there. Not like... You know, outlandish, crazy video game like numbers, but just a very, very steady performer while he was there. And uh, I know that since he's gone to the Coyotes, and I guess he spent this last season with the Senators, he's fallen off a little bit, but those are not exactly stellar teams. So I'm hoping, you know, for your sake and also for Derek Stepan, because I just really like him, I'm hoping that, you know, he gets out there probably in a middle six role and, uh, you know, has some good wingers and can maybe kind of, uh, you know, get his career back on track because he's not that old. I mean, he's only 31. So, uh, I get the feeling, you know, Derek Stepan. you might see at least a small uptick in offensive production for him for this upcoming season.
0: Yeah, I do like the signing uh, from, you know, what little bit I have seen of him. Yeah. Uh, because the Hurricanes, they really, they really did have to rebuild their bottom six this offseason. Uh, they had a lot of turnover there. Um, so, you know, I like the signing. I think it'll really pan out well. Um, and then, again, with... Issues that are likely going to arise this uh, this season in the locker room, having a veteran presence like that in there, um, I do think that will help out uh, because you know he's been around for a long time uh, and people are going to know him and
1: people are going to respect him. Absolutely. And then uh, with Brendan Smith, I know you'll appreciate this. You you saw the shenanigans that Tom Wilson pulled during that two game series against the uh, Rangers this past year, but you know the Rangers didn't really have any true bona fide enforcers to go after him. And Brendan Smith was the guy who kind of answered the bell and, and basically just attacked him in that, uh, that second mm-hmm. game there. So uh, he's somebody that yeah. I, I think, you know, R- Ranger fans kind of ran hot and cold with him. I think I did a little bit as well. But uh, he's somebody who is going to kind of play the big brother role on the blue line. I mean, he was by far the longest, um, you know, tenured defenseman in the NHL compared to all these other kids that the Rangers had. He's a good teammate, uh hard nosed player, and I, I think he'll he'll be a decent fit uh for for what the kind of hockey that the Hurricanes play there. I think there's times where um he'll struggle to keep up with some of the speedier players in the game. Uh but mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you got a nice pickup there and hey, he'll fight Tom Wilson. So I think we can agree he's he's kind of the man just for that yeah. reason alone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I will say, um yeah, you know, as far as you know, his speed, uh yeah. You know, I do think, yeah, you know, with his head coach being Rod Frenor, I and how well he has the team conditioned, uh, I do think he'll be able to get him to a point where he can keep up a little bit better. Yeah. Um, because can, he's done that with a lot of players, uh, getting them uh, conditioned uh, to the way he wants them to be.
1: All right, so once again, a big, big thanks to Mr. Jared Ellis for teaming up for this crossover special. And a huge thanks to you guys as well for listening to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.